Did you, did that scene remind you of everything, anything when you were watching it? The atmosphere? I mean, I had a, yeah. What do you mean? Like of another thing I've seen? Another or? film, yeah. I noticed it when I was watching it and I was like, I've seen this. And I kept thinking and seeing it. I mean, it looked familiar. I, I, don't think I, I, didn't, I didn't have a I thought didn't, of what I didn't pull it off what yeah. it was, but I but I researched. I kept watching stuff. Goodfellas. Uh, yeah, and she was she was inspired by Goodfellas, and I this see. is something that's fucking really cool too. Is that she, um, someone in her academic career, um, in her uh, theater background suggested that when you're writing something you're maybe it's a drama and you're so knee deep into this drama and mm-hmm. in her instance it's you know comedy and drama going back and forth and someone suggested watch something that's the opposite of this and do it for several reasons one is to make sure you know it's kind of like when you check sources which nobody does this day and age but i always teach you know you always have to check your sources and when you're uh writing something or creating an essay or doing research, you have to look at the opposing viewpoint because it's only going to make your argument stronger because you either find out you're incorrect about certain things or you'll be persuaded, but you should always look at the opposing viewpoint. And someone had told her for writing, which is amazing um, and doing this film work, look at an opposing, something that's completely off the charts different than what you're doing just the test and make sure you're not doing too much of it. And so what she came up with was the Godfather and Goodfellas. So mob movies mm-hmm. <laughs> were so much different than this. And, and she ripped off the lighting, you know, there's a little red lights in the background. And I knew that I was seeing this, but I thought that was so cool that Goodfellas was like the inspiration for, oh, that's pretty cool. you know, intersecting with yeah. this. And then um, the Godfather, uh, two was like one of her favorite ones to go to kind of take a break from what she was uh, watching too. But that's just amazing, you know, and I think it's such a great uh, suggestion for writers to do in general, whether you're doing it for film or any kind of writing, you know, f- find something that's uh, a completely different genre of what you're working in to test that you're not going overboard or that you can piece something or take something from that to mm-hmm. change, you know, the feel cause maybe it's too much, um, et cetera. And I, I, that was, that was really cool to learn that. I went off on that tangent. <laughs> it was a great tangent. That was a great tangent. It is pretty cool, right? No, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, are we still talking about family? Do we need to talk more about Claire and her? Well, I mean, like, a lot like more big things happen in season two, at least from what I've seen and how it starts. I don't know if we should spoil it. I've, no, but you can talk quite, about that but, because you are correct. The season two is so different in many ways, and there's reasons for that. Like we're shifting; it's definitely a different season. Um, and well, they have a large amount of time pass that they say at the beginning of the episode. It's almost like a, a year and something, a couple yes. of months maybe. Yes, has passed since the end of season one. Right. So, like all the characters have gone through stuff um, that comes into play almost like immediately. But yeah, the I mean, we see that 
in a way, Claire is still kind of uptight, but she has become more connected yes. with Fleabag. So they're, they're, they're closer than they were in season one. Yep. But they are so ingrained in their, you know. Yeah, her and her, her personalities. And Claire and her fucking anal, like, everything has to be this way and nothing can be yeah. you know, outside of that. So, But you you totally caught on to what was happening because in the first season, there's all these it's almost like juggling the fights that are taking place, you know, mm-hmm. between her and Martin and between her and her sister and between her and her father. And then in season two, we're picking up from, because there are moments, there are many moments where they are becoming closer, even though they can't communicate it or they can't uh, express it, express properly. it properly. Yeah. That shifts, you feel the shift. And then, yeah. and there are these, the wonderful, lovely moments between her and her sister and even her father, where she's starting to kind of like understand something. Um, and even through Martin, she understands, you know, by him yelling at her and he, he, he comes back at her. She, she does not like him. And once, her sister to leaving and she says as such, which is a horrible thing to say to somebody or, and that's how is that possibly going to help the situation? It's not, but she kind of takes a, she takes like, um, how do I, I say it? Uh, enjoyment out of making him suffer or putting that in his face. Yeah. Um, and then in season two, we we're, we're picking up where still things aren't, where they should be, but they're her and her sister are definitely closer. Um, and then that continues to evolve. And eventually you'll see that the father thing evolves either for a good way or bad way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin it. Um, and you, you haven't, uh, seen it yet, but, um, one of the things that I, where I want to go with this is what were you talking about? The dinner table or something? Do you want to keep, why don't you keep talking about, um, Claire, and um, Fleabag and what you notice. Um, um, I mean, that, that was pretty much it. Is like, even though their personalities are consistent, the relationship between the two has like mellowed out and they've become closer. If you, I mean, they become closer. Um, yeah, they absolutely do. Talk about how they but, come closer, and I want you to do that because I am taking – this is my beer break moment. Uh-oh. So I'm going to get a beer while you talk. Uh-oh. Take it away. Um, yeah, so there's there's actually a pretty, like, serious – right away in the first episode of season two, um, there's a pretty big event that happens at that same dinner that we were just talking about. And <laughs> that fridge sound, dude. <clears throat> so Claire, I guess we can call it. Let's call it a uh, a medical emergency at the dinner, and Fleabag walks in on her and finds out finds out what it is. Oh, there we go. Party spell. Spilling shit. Spilling shit before I even drink. And she genuinely has concern for Claire's health. And she wants to help her. But I was kind of frustrated with that. With that kind yeah. of regression of character on Claire's part. Yes. Because well, she hold, hold okay. right there. I said this was unclear in our our one of our episodes. This is a buckhorn that my father 
grandfather fashioned into a bottle opener. So the audience sees it, but they didn't know what it was. Continue. Continue. But yeah, so Fleabag actually wants to help her out. And then Claire has this regression of character where she shuts down and goes back to her old, like, tensed-up ways. And it's like, I don't want you to tell anybody about this. Don't tell anybody about this. It's fine. Sit down. Drink. Whatever. And then they kind of get... It is a great moment of, like, they get back into talking. Yeah. The conversation picks back up. And then you just kind of see, like, Fleabag, like, has a genuine moment of, like, what the fuck? Like, are we really not going to address this? And then so she ends up taking ownership of the incident that has happened <coughs> you um, you articulate very well because you said regression yeah it absolutely is a regression however what's cool is that regression eventually uh, i don't care if it's what it causes them to become closer which is well yeah she regresses into like her like she's being horrible towards fleabag who's just concerned for her and trying to help her and she she treats her like shit claire treats Fleabag like shit, who's the one that usually has it all together and is dumping on her, basically. And Fleabag's in a terrible situation and it's just horrifying her. And it's more like the family just shitting on her yeah. in this in this event. And they but what's cool is, did that regression, you said it it kinda did it you didn't, it didn't work for me as well as I guess they intended it to. You you didn't think it? I thought it worked. Um, and I think it's, to, to me, like, the, how do you rate? Well, the I mean, character goes into regression. But it also, it's, I kind of feel like it develops her character and it develops Fleabag because she takes the blame, right? Yeah. So it's a way to develop both characters. And then without that regression... Can they get tighter and, and as tight as they become? Here's my issue with it, and I'm not a woman, so I can't speak too much on it. But, like, the suspension of disbelief with what happened to Claire, I'm like, well, there's no fucking way she can just be, like, so uptight and anal that after that she's going to be like, sit down and drink, yeah, whatever. It's You know, you know and I just, I kind of, I was like, that's, like, some dark shit. That's okay, like, this is interesting. I bought it, but it might be because... You know, the ride in season one, I was so enamored sure. with this writing and this fresh new show that I'm just willing to, like, accept it. So I'll yeah. go back and look. But I, I bought it. I I yeah. totally bought that that character would be like, shut up and sit down. I'm going to drink. Like, we're going to drink. I'm not addressing this. And I'm not going to allow you to address well, it. Which is also, she's trying to protect herself yeah. from her relationship with her husband that sucks. And but, but they're putting on a show about yeah. it. Go ahead. But as a consequence, it makes her really seem like a shitty person. Like a yeah. really fucking shitty person. I'm like, I don't like that. I didn't like that. She is. They're all shitty people. I mean, I don't know shitty people, but it's like... Shitty people. Yeah. I just might kind of suspension and disbelief. Shout out with Just her character. Regret. I was like, yeah, I just... It just didn't work for me. Well, okay. But this I was like, is... This is something I was going to do at the beginning of the show, but now I'm going to do it now. You, and I, I had ulterior motives to, to picking uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges or something. Yeah. After watching this show and 
Well, I how it. I how honest? It. Yeah, but you you finished uh, uh, the first season. How honest? How despicable she makes this character. How honest she is about female. I mean, they go to a feminist. We didn't talk about that, but they go to a feminist show, and one of the things that the the feminist says she first she walks up there and and is acting really corny, and so. Phoebe Waller-Bridges is writing, making fun of some elements of feminism, right? Yeah. So she's making fun of it. And then the lady says, how many of you in the audience would give up five years of your life for the perfect body? And Claire and <laughs> Fleabag just like, right, like, almost like, knock each other like, down. They raise their hands like really high. Uh, and uh, uh, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was and, a fine moment. And that she... She is willing, like I talked about Tarantino. Tarantino is going to be true to the story or he's going to try to be. Um, he's not going to bow to social whim, right? Sure. He's going to put yeah. things in that he thinks makes the story better, even if you know the whole world is like going to jump on a ship. I feel she is doing the same thing. That she could have got. I'm kind of surprised she didn't get a lot more flack for a lot of what she says about about treating female characters as real right so what i'm getting to is <laughs> i'm calling you out you had a moment where you do you like uh, do you believe now that phoebe waller bridge wouldn't destroy 007 <laughs> maybe so here's the thing i did i did more digging with that and she was brought on to the james bond film but they had stated it, and it's true. It's not her statement that she made. It was either whoever the production company for that was, or maybe the director or the producers. They were like, we want to make it more relatable to the Me Too movement. And I'm just like, sigh, we don't need that. And you know what I mean? There's a different there's a time out. and place. Did they say, did they say we want to make it more respectable to the me too movement did they actually use those words me too yes they did i believe okay they, yeah. you're gonna have to show that to me I will, because okay, i we'll do got some digging i'll show you the article i did some digging and i did some research and, and i got then, a whole different take and yes they brought in phoebe waller bridge and she said that when she got there so i'm kind of this is like in her defense um when she got there she said in an interview that they had already had that mindset so that's the path that they were going on, and they just brought her in to like help them, I guess, guide them down that path, that road. Um, so yeah, not completely blaming her on it. And I know Daniel Craig also had a say in it. Okay, it was also good like, I was gonna add. I this. want him, and I'm just like, can we not? Like the whole thing of James Bond is. That's, Wait, you know what we, I mean. No, no, that's a whole different conversation. I have. No, it's not. We're having okay. this conversation right now. I okay. had ulterior motives, and I'm sticking to it. All right. What are you saying about Daniel Craig? Are you saying that he's bound to the Me Too movement? Yeah. Why? Where did you get this information? I don't know, dude. It's like all the movies nowadays. That's not not all of them, but there's like so many. It's just like there was no need for it. Okay. Like, why, why did he? Like, there was no... I'll tell you why. Because I have fucking researched okay. it. Okay, go it for up. it. Go for it. He loves her as a writer. He saw Fleabank and it blew him away. And he okay. thought, this is exactly what Daniel Craig... And this is what I'm pissed off about the world today. And I'm kind of putting you on the spot. To throw, the spot. I'm throwing okay. you under the... Throwing you under the I don't give shit. But 
people don't we just jump on uh like our anger or our, our emotion is infused with well, stuff and hold on okay i'm not saying that okay. you're like because i've had many discussions with you ray and you are always willing you're, you're open-minded and you're willing to listen so i'm not like but I am throwing you under. And that is, you jump to conclusions that are out there that people say or that we make these assumptions. And it's bullshit. Daniel Craig brought her on not to, for the Me Too movement. In fact, he gets pissed off. He got mad because so many people kept asking him about, um, oh, you know, how terrible are they to female uh, uh, characters and, and um, what... Don't we need to even a scale? And he's like, that's not, I'm not going there. I don't want to talk about that. I brought her on because she's a hell of a writer. And I thought I was worried that they were getting a little too stagnant and cliched. And he said all parts, including the female aspect. But in no way was he being the, whatever, bowing to the, I will say social whim. I mean, the, the, the Me Too movement needed to happen. It was important. But... This aspect of the cancel culture that got involved with it that wants to destroy people and, and, and nothing's based on fact. So what I'm saying is people, everybody, our peeps, just everybody settle down and check your sources. Don't make these assumptions because that's – he brought her on just what I said because of the writing, etc. And so – Everybody, Ray, I'm throwing him under the bus. So Ray was like pissed off that Phoebe Waller, because I was talking about how great Phoebe Waller Bridges was. And you were like, oh, I don't know. She's just another one of those people that's trying to like blah, blah, blah. And you, you made that assumption, right? And I make assumptions all the time. I'm not like saying that we're whatever. It happens. However, it was completely incorrect about James Bond, about the intention of it. And what uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges says. So I want to I read, because I do think this is important. Okay. And I want right. to change this part of fucking society. Everybody, check your fucking sources. And because you hear something, it's the old Edgar Allan Poe. Believe only half of what you see and nothing of what you hear. And I, I, I want to live by that. But this is what she said. Um, by the way, this isn't a... a Vanity Fair. Um, so you're talking about her and they ask her, you know, is the is the James Bond uh, franchise worth saving? And shouldn't we just like just, you know, kill it because of, of what it what it has done? And she wrote um, this is coming from the genius writer who, by the way, shits on females for being shitty. And we're going to talk more about that, as a matter of fact. And, and she shits on some of. The, the ridiculous part of feminism, not that, you know, too much of it is ridiculous, just that she's so honest about what females go through and that they're imperfect creatures too, right? And then she wrote this. There's been a lot of talk about whether or not the Bond franchise is relevant now because of who he is and the way he treats women, she said. Yeah. I think that's bullocks. Bull and I love that right off the bat. She just... Just like she does, this is the human being she is. She's like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm not going to be a part of this cancel culture crap. I'm not going to like destroy something. She's like, I think that's Bullocks. I think he's absolutely relevant. She's saying that James Bond is still relevant. It has just got to grow. 
which I agree with. You might not, but it has got to grow. It has just got to evolve. And the important thing is that the film treats the women properly. Hold on. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. James Bond doesn't have to. He needs to be true to his character. She's just like what I was saying about Tarantino. She's going to write real characters. She's not going to protect them, which you and I hate. We hate that protected character and this cliche bullshit that we almost immediately know what's going to happen. Oh, here's a <clears throat> a black guy. He's going to be uh, perfect and a saint that saves everybody. And here's a woman and she's going to be strong and and. Um, she'll be the hero no matter what. She'll, she'll conquer everything. And that's the opposite of a feedback. So she's saying that. She's like, um, the important thing is the film treats the, treats women properly. And I'll get to that. He doesn't have to. He needs to be true to his character. Um, she admitted that there was. Uh, she had previously had a real appreciation for Daniel Craig, the way he played Bond. And I do too. When I saw this Bond for the first time, there was a wryness to his performance that I really loved, she said. So I was really excited about writing dialogue for him. That's what she's coming into this. Sure. Not to be, you know, cancel things and destroy. Like, there are great things about James Bond. Everything from, I mean, as bad as some elements might be, James Bond is fucking phenomenal. And it's a part of history and it's a part of, you know, different eras. And it, sh and it shows that. That's what she's talking about. Um, so I wanted to write dialogue for him. I mean, the script was there. It's already there. I think it's unfair to say that I'm writing the script. Um, she just wanted to make sure that it felt like real people, but that's one of the things she liked about Daniel Craig. I just want to make sure that when they get to those pages through that Lashana, Leia and Anna open them and go, I can't wait to do that. So she, she's going to complicate from what I'm gathering, the female characters, and then and she's not going to allow or together with Daniel Craig and everybody else, we're not just going to stay on the same generic trope, which, you know, I'm all for. I always want to complicate a story if if it's necessary or it could be complicated. And the other end that they're talking about is, you know, opening everything up so that you know you could have. Uh, you know, well, she's one of them, a female writer, an incredible writer, addition, uh, added to the show. And that's what Daniel Craig said. He goes, I got her because she's a great fucking writer. I don't want to talk about anything else. Sure. Um, yeah. But that's fair. The rest of it is, yeah, let's get DP and DPs that are women. Um, they're as fully capable, et cetera. But I just want, I want everyone to, to kind of like, let's get away from like too much opinion let's get away from assumptions let's check shit and make sure and i'm going to take this step further because i'm not going to do it now um but i'm going to get into the whole jk rowland because i also did my research on that and i personally think it's bullshit that that people are saying she's transphobic um but i want to have that i really want to have the discussion um with somebody that's trans for for one but based on what i've seen people jump to the conclusions and also i've seen articles that were so irresponsible that they took her words and turned them into something else than what she said that and one of the today. statements that i'll leave i'll leave this here 
one of the statements that J.K. Rowling said was, I will march with any uh, trans women that are, uh, or trans men that are being um, persecuted, or if they ask me to, I will be there for them. And she says, my sisters and my brothers. And that statement alone makes me know that there, but she goes way deeper into it than that. So I, I feel as if a lot of her statements were uh, miscategorized, misused, and also taken to a level that, that they weren't. And I don't want to be too political about this, but I did want to, because my worry too is like, <clears throat> if you had kept that assumption, but this is why, this is why you're so cool. Cause you're fucking open-minded. You didn't, th you thought that about her, but you were willing to watch the show. Cause I'm like, no dude, you got to watch the show. And you're like, okay, I'll well, do it. You're not going to yeah. just like stick to your judgment and that's all I'm going to fucking do. And I'm not going to like whatever, yeah. but there's so many people that are like missing out on incredible story. You know what I mean? Incredible possibilities, et cetera, because they're jumping on the, the, the whatever. bandwagon. Yeah. The bandwagon. Um, well, true. But that being said, this show came out before. So this kind of like kickstarted her career from what I have heard, I believe. Well, it or really took it to on a, the map. Took, yeah, absolutely. Took it, to a, and took it to another level. Yeah, took her career to another level. Um, so we're kind of going back in chronological time here before this stuff. Uh, but also, it's, it's a whole thing. We can, I guess, have a discussion for... On another episode or segment or whatever, but like, it's just Hollywood in general and giant production companies and producers. All of people, all these people, trying to virtue signal, and they put these superficial in transit characteristics of characters before stories, and they try to like push that out there and be like, "Oh, look how great we are." We Hence why Hollywood literally now has a checklist of what kind of people you need to put. You need to put in your films. Yeah. So you're already boxed in of like, not the story that you have in your mind. Right. But the characters. Like, I know. Which and then how we fill a story around those characters. Which we're I hate that. I, I hate that. Um, but don't, don't take it to the point. Don't let your anger, your emotion uh, of being pissed off about that eliminate the possibilities of incredible stories that you don't know about because you think or somebody said this we have to check it out we have to like use our better uh, aspect of our brain back to the edgar Allan poe um uh quote believe none of what you hear sure. and i have what you see so like don't go there and yes and we're gonna fight it i mean and we're not gonna allow like we're not gonna make generic characters or make every time we see a woman she's gonna be this and that's why it was part of the reason that i th i did this and and it's why i love phoebe because she's she's gonna rank the, we're imperfect human beings we're not from fetus to the grave I don't care what generation you're from. I, yeah. is, is it because there's a younger generation or whatever from fetus to grave that you're a fucking Jesus Christ or a virgin mother Mary? No. Everybody's flawed. That's the whole purpose of story is so we can kind of learn from it and evolve from it. That to me it is. It's one of my favorite things about story. But, but that's the thing that's right. Currently I view in mainstream entertainment that's just like – I think it's starting to change. I hope she's it is. A, well. She's a perfect I example it of it. She's and a perfect example, 
And like, that's why, I mean, she wrote a, a character that's despicable and that's something we didn't talk about. So now I'm going to like shift it. In. Right. I want you to finish your statement. If you, if you, whatever you want to say, uh, after I tell you, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Um, we'll see. She's supposed to be in the new Indiana Jones and rumor and leaks have it that she's like replacing it oh, yeah i don't even want to say like, we'll see but that's like a disney thing because they're huge on that but how whatever. can you watch this show and possibly think that she's gonna like i watched that show on one of those hollywood they all either eventually no, do dude. or I, I hope she's not i hope she is like going around saying hey i'm doing my own stuff don't, I don't know how you can to, even uh, uh, like assume that, that she has written like her there's more female characters i'm pretty sure that are more despicable that are more cruel well nobody that are more than than well, uh, that we actually see a, I, also, a male. I, mean, I mean i didn't want to watch a show where like instead of portraying women as 100 percent saints i want to be Perfect, despicable I'm like no just show them hero. it doesn't have to be to the extreme of being despicable or a piece of shit i'm just saying no, I be know a you're human. <laughs> you yes. know? Yeah, yeah. Be a human. No, I how, know you're be, not. Be, but I'm saying, how can you possibly think that she's going to destroy something after watching this and the amount of honesty that she brought to this? And I will say, well, she doesn't probably say this too much, but she's brave and daring. Well, she's she, not the head of a giant production. My God, you, you know Fleabag's I mean? one of the biggest fucking things. Like, like I'm sure there was okay, like pressure but, at some point, but. Sure. You know what I mean. When she right. gets involved with things like James Bond or Indiana Jones, that's Disney. At that point, that's Disney's top head of Lucasfilm right. having to say and stuff. But, but she, she can fight it. Okay, she can this, fight it. This is probably ridiculous of me. And I'll probably be an overprotective of the writer. But she's I'm not a saying writer and actor. I know you're not. She's the writer and actress. Up. What I'm yeah. saying is, how can you possibly believe that she would create something like this and then go into another production and all of a sudden change all her fucking you know, abilities, and I would even say maybe morals because she... Because she, this is what I'm trying to get at, Blaze. This was her show. I know what you're saying. She was running this show. I know what you're saying. She's not running the other show. She's being told I what to do. I know what you're saying, but I there's no way, based on what I've seen of her and her... She's not... It's like I look at the writing and I look at what she created. She created this. Yeah, that, that's no what I'm saying. way it's possible, but it's there's no possible. way... That she's going to do this, and I, 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 I don't even want you to think that. I want you to like. I don't know how anybody could watch this and then all of a sudden think, "Oh my God, she's going to like cave and turn into this, you know, whatever cancel culture, generic fucking character shit." Um, it's just interesting to me. Um, but anyway, money talks, bro. I don't give a shit. I don't think she's that kind of person. I, ugh, I do. I'm sorry. You think Phoebe is? I can I can appreciate her work and still think like I'm gonna take a paycheck. You think it's possible? It fucking comes. Oh, yeah, man. you can't make yeah. that judgment until you see it, bro. You can't make that judgment until you see it, dude. If if that was the case, now you're not being open. If, if, if that was the case, oh if that was the case, we'd have our shit fucking like, you know what I mean? We'll have our we no, have, right now. We'd have yeah, our shit. No, no, no. So I get it. You can have your morals and you can have. Your you stance on cannot, things. And you can be like this. Right, we're going to come to fisticuffs. You cannot make that judgment until you see it. Right. And I don't even know how you can jump to that. You're already making an assumption. What I just talked about, you're making an assumption that she's going to do that for the money. She's going to fucking K for it. I don't think she is. I'm saying, because we'll she's, see. again, 
to emphasize the point, you're right. This was her show to run. She's not running the other things that she's. I know we're going so, back in circles. Yeah, I know exactly. I, I can't imagine with what she created and how she thinks. What yeah. I think I know she thinks that she's going to go and do that. So we're well, just because gonna, when she goes over we'll there, agree to disagree. They're like they'll be like, gonna. "Hey, Phoebe, we like your stuff, but here's uh, yeah. what we're our vision." And is. I also think so, that she would stand up and say she would eventually say, "You know what." We we just they they were more interested in making this cliche bullshit than they were this. So I'm out. Like I honestly believe that's that's how I feel. But okay, I mean, we'll leave it at that. That would be a great question to ask her. But, let yeah. me. Um, I just burped into the mic. Gross. Let me. Um, so I was saying, she created this female character that was despicable, cruel. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about like how cruel she is, and I definitely wanted to talk about that. Um, because it's again, it's incredible writing. So she treats um, some people that are like, <clears throat> like she picks up on this guy in the bus. Um, oh yeah, and uh, she, you know they're hitting on each other, and all of a sudden we see like he's got like buck teeth, and it's pretty hilarious. And she looks at us, the audience, one of the times she's like, "Oh my god, what I what have I got myself into?" And they start talking, and he's a decent guy. He's a dork. Uh-huh. But he's a decent guy and <clears throat> desperate to have a date to her sisters, whatever. She mm-hmm. pulls him in and brings him along. And we get to know this character. And she treats him like utter garbage even before then. And then after then, she um, steals from him. So yeah. she steals from this guy that she hit on. And then she wants to fuck Right, she wants to have sex because she's that's that her way of like dealing with shit, and he's like, oh, I, I don't, I wasn't expecting that, and I got to work, and I'm not ready, and she just dresses him down yeah. and calls him like a loser, and like, um, she's just a total shit. Um, she leaves, and Phoebe Waller Bridge well, writes this was, incredible. That was supposed to deflect. I think I, I think she was trying just trying to deflect what was going on in the situation. Does that make sense? No. She, she wanted to get out of that as quickly as possible because she like she stole from him, so she's like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, but she but also she wanted up. to have sex. She wanted to have sex. She definitely wants to have sex. And then, it, no, it, felt because, more, it felt more dude, of a, it goes, a deflection than... But it goes back and forth. Like It goes back and forth too many times to be like, you know what I mean, like just a deflection. She mm-hmm. wants to... F- to fuck she wants to have sex and that's how and she's like it's like a, a, a like a addiction it is an addiction to her and she wants that to happen and he's like no 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 and then she just fucking lays into him and just you know dresses him down causing him everything in the book and then she leaves after she's already stealing money from him and then and this is Fleabag man and this is like the sign of the incredible writing and this is her bravery that she created a character because there are shitty fucking women out there too. But she shows this female character do this. And then the writing is so good. She goes out. And this is what I'm talking about. This jump back and forth between like, oh, these horrible moments and gut-wrenching. And there's a girl out on the street that's drunk. And her breasts are hanging out of her. Oh, yeah, and she yeah. tucks her breasts back in. And the girl's, you know, you know, in danger of if, if the wrong person came sure. along, she would be raved. And so she gets her in a cab, and then it even turns into a comical. Yeah, moment. the last minute. Yeah. But it's it's so refreshing and great writing 
Um, and I would say brave of her to, to, you know, not be, um, kind of swayed or persuaded by whatever, um, the, the movement is, et cetera. She's just writing honest, uh, uh, characters and this you this word is becoming it's going to become overused vulnerable um i see it already it's brene brown by the way is the shit i don't know if anybody knows about her she's a uh uh psychologist that studied um happiness and uh, i know this sounds hokey but she's brilliant and she came up with these terms and one of the things that she's like trying to combat like the world that we're in today of, you know, this whatever bullshit that the way to be brave is to be vulnerable. And, um, Phoebe has definitely done that, uh, I think in this series and it has done like a incredible job of it. I just, it's, I can't say enough about like this writing or, um, the entertainment value too. Like it's mm-hmm. not just, I know that I took it into that. <laughs> I took it into the cancel culture, and some know. kind of political, but you heard me talk about how brilliant the writing is yeah. and how great this is in story. And it's about evolving as human beings. Um, I just, I think everybody should see it. Um, we didn't talk about, I made you watch the third episode in, um, of the second, uh, Season. Second season. Yeah. Do you remember? What did you I know I just watched it. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. And that's another thing. It, they, all these jump cuts at the end, it blends the entire thing together. So you're like, I kind of have troubles differentiating one episode as what because it's just like... No, I get jump that. Cut, jump cut, jump cut. No, I, I, I know you're saying. start, jump cut, jump yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hang on. What happens in... Well, Kristen Scott Thomas, who's one of my favorite fucking actors the the older woman that gets the award so oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so um fleabag phoebe waller bridges is, is her sister asks her for her help yeah yeah, yeah um in yeah. presenting and like making the food for this award and it's the outstanding um woman in business woman in business her job yeah and uh every time i did you recognize kristen scott Every time I see her in anything, it, it just like I'm like, oh, like I have to watch everything she does. But do you remember? So it's that sister and her going back and forth, and they're getting closer, but yeah, there's still shit. And then she she fucks some stuff up again, yeah. which is thrilling to watch. Um, but then she winds up, and this is a thread in the film is the statue that yes. we also didn't talk about. It's yes. a wonderful thread that her um, future. Uh, mother-in-law, not mother-in-law, mother or stepmother, yeah, stepmother, has made this golden statue, and it's um, we're not gonna say what it's actually of, but it's a, a it's a female figure without a head and arms and legs, um, the female form of the body, which again, this is like a symbol of everything we're talking about. Really, it really is. It's kind of cool, but she steals this from her, and that there's so much involved with it anyway she breaks the uh, the award that's supposed to be given which her sister says don't touch that don't do this one and she breaks she winds up breaking it so she winds up placing the statue in there 
for for the female honoring the vicious woman it's a naked statue you know nipples and her you know vagina and stuff and uh i just said it's stuff and the woman takes it is like uh okay but what's do you remember the bar scene yeah yeah what did you think of that um it was it was interesting um it kind of sheds a light I don't know it, she has like a realization of like what it's raining outside yeah for those of us that aren't seeing our YouTube video so she's talking with her and she's explaining her like what it's like to be like a successful woman you know in business uh, at her age right um you were saying it sheds a light it absolutely does and it kind of and she's just like she makes it seem fun but at the same time she's also like it's not so she's like you can and you can kind of watch fleabag's face when she's having that you know that monologue and you can kind of see like her get like motivated by her but also being like oh i wish i could remember the exact uh writing or phrase but do you remember she says she said, you must be so proud, Fleabag says. And she goes, really? And she shits on it. Yeah. Kristen Scott Thomas' character, the woman of business of the year, shits on it and says, like, this is this is like the kid's table of awards. This is so... Kitty awards. What does she say, though? She But she says, uh, it's like demeaning. It's putting us in a... We've created this subcategory. I just, again, it's fucking going at it. It is like... It, it's like saying... Uh, where it's pandering she's basically saying it's kind of like pandering and and they it's forcing us it's kind of pigeon holding us into this thing and it's bullshit now like we don't we don't need to do this and i i love that but she talks to her about aging which is also a thread in this show um but becoming irrelevant um but also menopause yeah this was when she talked about menopause, I was fucking blown away. I was like, I felt like I gained a new insight into like what life must be for, you know, a female. And and again, it's like, it's this tightrope of, it's going back and forth. It's fucking mocking the bullshit part of, uh, I don't want to say feminism, but like these awards and things. And then yet, explaining to an audience and making us have a new insight that we didn't have in, in, in that that awesome line about women are carriers of pain that we carry pain like we know what pain is better than men do and i fucking loved it and she says men have to create it and that's part of why we have so much war etc but that k- kind of insight into you know Fucking having to have a fucking period all the time. And they carry the creation, like the the birth. Like they have to suffer through all that. We don't we don't have to suffer. We just, you know, we orgasm and like, oh yeah. And then like they gotta carry it. And she talks about how females know pain that men will never fucking know and never understand and it was like it it was like an epiphany for me it was so well written and so well delivered i don't know if you felt the same way but i just thought 
I was just thinking, I'm like, mm, this was definitely written in 2016. <laughs> Wouldn't be allowed today. That's it, Lloyd. <laughs> it absolutely would. The show is still... Listen, that's Man. what J.K. Rowling was You're saying. getting too jaded, brother. I, know. I am. I jaded. am. And because I'm tired of this shit. But did um, you... Let's talk about the scene. Like, did you... Did you get a new insight? Did you like feel like, you know, you agreed with it, or? I mean, I I feel like it's something I've always known. I wasn't <laughs> completely oblivious to the female, you know. But that that that, come on! When she know. says they know pain, they know she's saying they know pain better than we do as dudes. Do you agree with that or not agree? That was a fucking, a goddamn a pet. It blew me off. I, I watched it like. I can't even tell you how many times. I, I get it. I understand it. But at the same time, I'm like, but I feel like it's two different things. You know, I don't know if they're like apples to apples. No, I don't think it is at, at all. I, I understand yeah. what she's saying, but yeah. I'm like, ah, but it's like, you can't. You, yeah, you're Jace. <laughs> fuck it. I don't care. I, again, dude, the, the, and I, you've but, already said but if that, it's that, so nuanced. But that's like so, I, I get it. Yeah. The writing the writing is, I'm yes. going, it's so great. It's not in your face, but if, like if it is talking, in your face. It's in your face, like back and forth. Oh, bullshit. We're not going to be dishonest about this. This is fucking what we do. Man. We're despicable too. And yet, and yet you don't fucking understand this. And it's like, but I'm I've also so many layers. Not, I've also not, not been around women. My entire life, you know, I've lived under a rock. So, like, you know, it's not like I know that it's not but... eye opening for me. I'm like, I understand. Yes, I understand it. I, I appreciate the um, mature way it was written and presented. But like, but I'm talking about. So, do you think that like women know pain better than men or not? I never realized I, I, it honestly I until mean, that scene. I'm just going to admit it to the world. Yeah. I didn't realize. That women know pain and hold held more pain than we have. Although I believe uh, it, I believe uh, in. Uh, no, you're deviating. No, I you're believe deviating. in many lives, and I'm quite certain. I'm. I don't know. I just feel like I, you know. I'm in touch with my feminine side. I wonder if it's I'm. Trying to be in touch uh, with your feminine side. No, I'm way in touch with it. Like a. To the point where, you know, according to these definitions and everything, am I gender neutral? I don't know. Um, but, like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I'm so in touch with it. I feel like in past lives or something, I don't know. I kind of believe in that shit. But um, this seriously was an epiphany to me. It was, like, a, a way of expressing it um, and a difference between uh, men and women, female, male, that, that, like, just struck me as, like, fuck. Like, I learned something from this. Yeah. It really did, like, have that effect on me. I don't know. Ah, I mean, yeah, I I don't know how to pull it. It's all right. Words. No, it's, a, it's cool. I just fucking, I just wanted to express it. And, uh, just keep. I also don't appreciate something. We're not worthy. Like... We're not worthy of this writing. Um, I think I'm as great a writer. Well, I'm not because I can't, like, do comedy and drama okay, okay, okay. in so a half an hour like this. About. Here's something we didn't talk about: the type of men they were they had in the show, which was like, I feel an unfair representation of the population. I'm like, either extreme, like, oh come on, she did the same thing with men that she did with what she did. She treated women. There's no, there's no, 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 no. I'm not sure. Perfect woman in this either. Yeah, but like, I'm not saying. 
I feel like they were showing like either like there's a bunch of like either I don't know. You're so jaded. Yeah. Look, look at yeah. the guy, the guy that refused to learn and then comes back and how honest that moment was yeah, and how great the they guy, made like, him. And then look at the guy that was super handsome. It was ridiculous. Well, he was an asshole though. Yeah, but that was hilarious too. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. And then well, look at the guy with the buck teeth and how, you know, kind and considerate. Like that guy was a good, a good dude. Um, uh, you know, our uh, father. He was a bumbling. But there's no female. He was I a mean, bumbling the, idiot. The, the, um, I keep saying mother-in-law. What the stepmother? Stepmother. No, thank you. Stepmother. Godmother. Stepmother. Godmother is despicable. She's fucking yeah. despicable. She's a well. They say it. They call her the c word. And I I should say it because they said it, but they call her the c word. She's not. You know. She's despicable. Fleabag. The shit that she does is despicable. Her sister is fucked up. Right. There's no perfect female. In the th- maybe boo, maybe a little bit, but not really. Like not really. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can't. I gotta fix that jaded part of you. I'm gonna keep. Yeah. I'm gonna keep working on you. You get anything else? Uh, yeah, I think we like. I think we did covered every aspect of the show. I think we might have, and I think we might have gone a little bit over time. I think we might have gone over, but whatever. No, it was worth it. I mean, it's a good show, and hey, if it's It's a great show, I would recommend people watch it. Oh my, unbelievable! Like it's in my top five series. Yeah, for sure, mine. It'd be something fun to experiment with, if uh, for us to do like a not a copy of that, but to like experiment try to do comedy and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm up to the fucking task. You gotta well, challenge yourself. I am working on. I'm working on a script. I told you where the the guy loses his uh, yeah. Yeah. family, and um, there's a gay character that's uh, you know I kind of mm-hmm. juxtapose those characters and put them in these situations, and it is a lot of heart wrenching and a lot of definitely a lot of comedy, but not as much as she goes back and forth. Jesus, it's just I want to. I want to meet her and interview her, and I want to like, we're not worthy, we're not worthy. But you know, I don't think that about any human being. But she's pretty incredible. Check it out, Fleabag. Fleabag, phenomenal. And tell us if you you know, emails. We're starting to get emails. We're going to start addressing some of the stuff. Um, but feel free to email us. You can find that information. Um, just look at the the show notes or do a little digging. Um, and uh, we're we're starting not not a lot, but there's, there's you know there's a few <laughs> there's several and and several that are kind of they're they're good asking questions about stuff and we don't always artic- I don't think I articulate things perfectly, but yeah, good yeah. stuff, good stuff, man. All right, we're out, man. We're, we're signing out. See y'all. See ya. Thumbtacks.